Welcome in to a special Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Well, you heard from Ice-T, New Jack Hustler. And the reason why that you hear that song in the background is because New Jack, Jerome Young, has passed away. From Smoky Mountain Wrestling to ECW, there will only be one, just one, Jerome Young, New Jack. So we will celebrate the life and times of New Jack, who passed away of a heart attack in his mid-50s. And you talk about someone that was very unique. Not a character, no. This is real as it comes. When you hear Sami Zayn spout out about AEW in front of a capacity crowd on Monday Night Raw, people say, oh, that was a shoot. Or when you hear the Young Bucks say that a certain wrestler should be at the Performance Center, oh, it's an AEW guy shooting off on the WWE. That is child's play compared to New Jack and what he would say on promos for ECW and for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. As I mentioned, he's very unique and there's never going to be another one because you won't have promoters allowing wrestlers to have an open mic to say whatever the hell they want to, as explicit as they want to be, as violent as they want to be. New Jack had full autonomy on whatever he wanted to do. If he wanted to come to your town and jump off a balcony onto someone, he would do that. If he wanted to be able to take someone to a balcony and fall 25 to 30 feet down on a table or a concrete floor, he would do that. If you've watched Dark Side of the Ring from Vice, you know the life of Jerome Young, where he came from and how real he really is. We're going to take you on a journey of people that remember New Jack, the person that he was. And New Jack was not your classic wrestler. He was a fighter. And he would tell you that time and time again. So unique in professional wrestling. Jerome Young passing away. Here's Paul Heyman with his thoughts. As Paul Heyman worked with New Jack and ECW. You could say New Jack more or less the heartbeat of that company. Here's Paul Heyman. I was asked before this show went on the air if I would like to say a few words about the passing of ECW original New Jack. And, um, I avoid eulogies as best I can because every any time I'm faced with them, the first thing that comes to mind is, hey, this sucks, and there's no good spin I can put on it. When I heard that New Jack had passed away, my hope was that New Jack had turned to his wife and said, Hey, I'd like to read my own obituary. Call a bunch of people and tell them that I died. And then everybody's going to make a big fuss about it. And I, 
and I'll read about my own life. And then at some point this weekend, they'd sell a bunch of T-shirts, and he'd sit there and go, gotcha. Because that's what, what New Jack would do. And apparently it's not so. Which sucks. And usually when we would pay tribute to somebody here in WWE, we'd show a lot of footage of that person. And to be blunt, we can't show you a lot of footage of New Jack because he was the most non-PG performer in sports entertainment history. Because New Jack was a gangster. And everybody who was a fan of ECW that came to see ECW, who watched ECW, knew that fact from the moment his music hit. And no, we never had rights to use his music. Why? Because as an organization, we were gangsters. And New Jack was the most gangsters of all of us gangsters. It's over 20 years ago. And anybody that ever saw New Jack perform live or heard him cut a promo understood just how real he was. <sighs> Jerome Young was quite an individual. And deep in his heart, he was every bit of New Jack that he could offer you. I wish you all a most extreme weekend. Gangsta style. Jack can turn the ring into the riot scene. Quick. But that was his job. He some people's lives up. He stabbed the dude during a match. Yikes. He always had some type of razor, taser, staple gun. In a world where the lines of fiction and reality are blurred, no one pushed the boundaries further than Jerome Young, a.k.a. New Jack. I'm not standing out for y'all. If you don't like me, the line in wrestling between cooperation and physical assault is blurred. You can only go so far without your opponent knowing that it's coming, but how far is too far? You man. You know what you did. Period. And what happens when a wrestler lost in his character is set loose in a world that rewards extreme violence? You want to talk that big boy shit to me? I would dare you to come to my face and say this shit. I would dare you. I eat your ass alive. I dare you. Dark Side of the Ring, if you have not seen it on Vice, you need to see the entire documentary on the life of New Jack. Well, here's some excerpts of it from Jim Cornette, who started Smoky Mountain Wrestling and really where New Jack got his start in, a, I would say, a major territory for its time, regional territory. Jim Cornette was the owner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Some interesting thoughts from New Jack and Jim Cornette about... New Jack during that time. Went to a movie called New Jack City. Just getting into wrestling there. And when I heard the name New Jack, I started playing with it in my head. Like hearing fans chant New Jack, New Jack, New Jack, New Jack. How did you come into wrestling? Like who taught you the ropes? Ray Candy. 
So I got in the ring with him, and he was like, trust me, let me train you. And then he told me something one day that my head up so bad. You got to create something that you've never seen before. I said, what kind of mind is that? You want to create a character? Create something you've never seen before. When I saw Jack come out, he just instantly picked up the energy in the room and people reacted to it. I'm Jim Cornette and in the mid-90s, I ran a wrestling promotion in East Tennessee called Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Smoky Mountain Wrestling was looking to break into the Atlanta market and we needed a heel. When I saw New Jack, he could project that aura of menace. So it was like, just straight up from a goddamn hood. And he had an intensity on his face. And then he gets the, the microphone and he starts talking to the people. And this guy is talking a mile a minute and he's getting people riled up. I don't care nothing about these hillbillies not liking me. Get in this ring and I'll beat you like I own you. If Eddie Murphy was a bad guy wrestler instead of a comedian, it would be New Jack. He could talk nonstop and he could say these things in an entertaining way, but he would make you hate him. Beyond his natural charisma, New Jack infuses his character with a piercing level of real-world tension. L.A. was hot at the time because of the Rodney King thing going on. O.J. had just killed everybody in L.A. South Central L.A. was on the map. And the whole gimmick, the Raider gear, the gold chain, I took all of that and put it in my character. The Smoky Mountain Wrestling audience was predominantly white, predominantly redneck and hillbilly. All you had to say was, New Jack, go out, piss some white people off, and the rest was up to him, and it was gold. It was genius. I'd like to send a special shout-out to my homeboy, O.J. Simpson. Keep up the good work, baby. Two less, we got to worry about. You understand? Keep up the good work. I was like, I want these to believe what I'm doing. I want them to believe what I'm saying is real. To enhance New Jack's cutting-edge character, he is paired with the perfect enforcer. Another Smoky Mountain recruit named Mustafa Saeed. He didn't say much, but he looked like he would kill somebody. And I said, a guy that can talk like this new Jack. I'm here, and I'm going to be here until I feel like I want to leave. And a guy that looks like Mustafa would be a great tag team. So he said, what's your tag team name? I said, well, actually, we don't have a name. See, he said, what about the gangsters? I said, what about the gangsters? With an A-S on the end. Just picture a hard-ass freaking movie in the hood somewhere, dude, and they're the baddest ass dudes in the hood. I'm the Sandman. I've been a professional wrestler since 1989. I'm the dude. I'm going to play in a game of pool, and then when I lose, I want to hit you over the head with a stick and drink your beer anyway. That's me in a nutshell. Yo, the gangsters had a lot of heat down there in them white neighborhoods. The gangsters were a group of young, angry black men telling every white person everything every other black person wanted to say but couldn't. So some thoughts there at the end from D'Lo Brown, who was also part of the gangsters in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. It all started with Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And to hear Sandman, you heard him as well, and Jim Cornette. It is true that when you think about who New Jack was, he was a, an amalgamation of so many black wrestlers that want to say what they felt about being in some places across the country, especially in the South, because, you know, when you're a heel, 
even when you're a babyface, you're African-American, people can say whatever they want to say. But New Jack was able to say whatever he wanted to say. And these this is regional television with uh, local stations that either were playing what New Jack had to say or bleeped some of the things that New Jack had to say. So when you hear, oh, he's shooting on so-and-so, oh, that was a shot at so-and-so, it pales in comparison <laughs> to what New Jack would say on television. A very unique person. I don't consider him a, a wrestling character um, I because wrestling characters are built from the back. It's built from those that uh, are running the company and telling you via a script exactly what to say word by word. You heard from Jim Cornette there said, I need you to piss off some white people. And then you take it from there. Didn't say what. And New Jack came up with his own character. It was not from an office. He saw what was going on in the world at that time. We're talking about the early 90s where everyone was you know, wearing a Raiders jacket the starter jacket and the hat and if you're wearing black and white that meant that you were bad and having gold chains or wearing a do-rag all these things he looked at what's happening today put himself in a position where he says i'm going to be dressed that way i will speak differently than any other wrestler and you heard ray candy ray candy one of the uh, biggest drawing black wrestlers uh in the history of the business uh during that time going up to the 1990s because Ray Candy was in the ring uh, battling Ernie Ladd in New Orleans and drawing a huge house or sold-out house in New Orleans back in the Mid-South days. Ray Candy knew what he was talking about because he knew how to make money. And New Jack was definitely making money from his persona and his mouth. What's this all about? You know, I've got to make an offer to New Jack and Mustafa right now and also... Uptown D'Lo Brown, how you doing? And I know that you got a lot on your mind this weekend, New Jack, the ghetto street fight with the Rock and Roll Express. I know you got a lot on your mind. If you want to, go ahead and vent that now. Get that out of the way. And then I got a few words to say to you. Rock and Roll Express, finally, you done went to the ultimate. You decided that you could get mad enough to sign a match between me and Mustafa, a street fight. My kind of fight, you understand? You don't know nothing about that. We already proved that wrestling might not be one of our best things, but fighting, baby, we master in that. And we done proved it. We got the straps. You don't. You and Ricky somewhere now crying the blues, calling the commissioner, crying because you said we cheated well if we did so what you got drunk in memphis couldn't make it to the show you blame that on us so now you want to come up here and try to cause some more problems for us well i'm gonna tell you something and i tell jim Cornette, and i tell these rednecks i don't need to rock and roll i don't need nobody out here cheering for me and most of all partner i don't need you well, I'll tell you what, that's what you do need. That's what you do need, New Jack, and that's why I'm out here to make you this offer today because of what you said about the rock and roll. You see, as, as bad as it pains me to say this, you guys have come closer to putting the Rock and Roll Express out of wrestling than any team that I've managed so far. And it pains me to say that because I wanted to be the one to take credit for it. But I'll tell you what. You guys have the ability to be the greatest tag team on the face of this planet. You guys have almost finished with the rock and roll, and I see unlimited potential in your future. You guys get in there, and you can do anything in that ring. But where you have a few shortcomings is where I can help out. Because you see, you guys aren't diplomatic. You aren't very tactful. You go in there, and instead of trying to negotiate and sign those contracts the right way and talk to people, you go in there and you steamroller. 
I've got the inside track on signing contracts. I've been dealing with these promoters, push these pencils around, telling people what to do for a long time now. And whereas you guys get in that ring and you pull a set of brass knuckles out or you pull a blackjack out right in front of the referee and knock somebody out, I can teach you how to be more devious because I've been doing that sneaky stuff for years. So what I'm saying to you is your ship has come in, a golden opportunity has taken place, and I'm going to make you an offer today unprecedented. I've managed two tag teams in the last 10 years, the Midnight Express and the Heavenly Bodies, and both of them have been the greatest tag team in the business at their time. Both of them the World Tag Team Champions, Smoky Mountain Champions, the list goes on and on. I am here prepared to make you an offer, order before midnight tonight, of a lifetime. I am prepared to sign the gangsters to an exclusive contract for me to manage you and take you straight to the top. I'll get those contracts signed the right way. I'll do the right kind of negotiations and I'll teach you those little subtleties about being sneaky and devious that you haven't so far picked up on. In other words, what I'm saying to you is my guidance and my guiding hand together with your natural ability will be unstoppable. All you got to do is sign on a dotted line and I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to say it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Cornette, for 400 years, white folks got ships, went to Africa, stole my ancestors, brought them back here, chained in the bowels of a slave ship for 400 years. Now, this is 1994, not 1794. I don't need no white boy like you or these rednecks out here coming to me telling me what you can do for me. I got a college education and a criminal record, so I know how to make decisions. So let me tell you something. The gangsters are black-owned and black-operated, and I don't need no white boy telling me jack, punk. You discover New Jack on this show. You first see him. He had been in Memphis the year before. Many people may remember him and his tag team partner, the homeboy, Mark Freer. But you see him here. This is March. In relative short order, the gangsters are on Smoky Mountain TV. So from the moment you see him, I mean, did you right away, what impressed you? Because Did he cut a promo that night on the mic? And when did you have the idea and when did you put it all together? Um, he, he did cut a promo and his entrance is that because he was calling him. It was strange the way he was billed as the new Jack syndicate, even though he was new Jack, but he would come to the ring with a bunch of guys, a big posse. And it just, and it was all this rap music and it, he just, it looked dangerous. Right. And then he cut the promo and I said, holy shit. And of course, then he had the match and not only was New Jack at that point, I think even probably he would admit he didn't really know what he was doing as far as working, but also he's against Festus the Hillbilly, and, and bless you, Festus, if you're out there. So, But I didn't expect anything out of that match. I didn't expect to even like the look of either guy. It was I put the local match on as a favor to the promoter that sold a couple thousand dollars in sponsorships. But I said, Jesus Christ, you could do something with him. And then Mustafa lived in Atlanta also and had actually done jobs if you go back. In 89, 90-ish, WCW, and I knew him, and he looked great, and he actually had a little more experience, but he couldn't talk, but together, because I knew it had to be a tag team, to, you know, and, 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 and then, of course, Mustafa was not the smoothest worker either, 
but then, uh, you know, they needed the, the whole idea was the posse and the group that especially New Jack would bring a bunch of his friends up at, at the start of the thing. And they'd come out with their hands in brown paper bags like they were covering up guns <laughs> instead of bottles. It just is some dangerous looking shit. And so then finally D'Lo showed up and, and could actually just uh, was a natural worker and was the sane one and of uh, the bunch and could drop the fall if you needed to beat him and could be a posse member. And so, you know, and, and plus everybody wanted to work with D'Lo cause he could work. So, but that's how it kind of progressed. What was that like for you? Just in, in terms of new Jack, those promos, when, when you are one of the greatest promos in wrestling history and you, you're humble enough to acknowledge that most people consider you to be that, that you discover this talent. No one knew was there who instantly is maybe the best interview in the entire business yes <laughs> that's why I just I said fuck just and that's why I laugh when people are like so Cornette's t- writing that stuff for New Jack or how dare Cornette have New Jack say that shit even, even Jack said one time even when we finally stopped being mad at each other I told him to just go out and piss white people off and it was fantastic it was perfect of course in the, in the, in the small towns it got too much of the wrong kind of heat but uh, you know, but it was fucking incredible television, <clears throat> and and Sandy Scott and especially Horner. You know, Horner was so fucking white bread. If you goddamn, you know, if he had a fucking Playboy magazine, he looked at it like his goddamn hardcore German shites of fucking videos. Uh, he was just such fucking vanilla. But he just oh, he just went nuts over that. But I was like, hey, you know, we're doing something different. Posse. As Jim Cornette calls it, not group, not faction, but posse. That's what Jim Cornette called the group that uh, New Jack was involved in with Mustafa and D'Lo Brown. The wrong kind of heat. Well, I don't know if there is a wrong kind of heat because New Jack was always going to be himself. And the audience, predominantly white in the Smoky Mountains, the things that he was saying, of course, the fans wouldn't like the things he said, but that's genuine heat. So it was, I don't think there was ever a wrong kind of heat. It was just heat, and people did not like that uh, in that area. Didn't like it much in ECW either. There's a lot of things that New Jack would say. If he had an open microphone, you never know what he would say. A lot of heat that he put on himself and the group as he was on Smoky Mountain Wrestling Television. New Jack comes up with a hook, grabs a leg, one, two, three, and now let's go to Bob Connell with the Gangsters. All right, fans, right here with me now, the Gangsters, undefeated so far in Smokey Mountain Wrestling. I heard you calling out, wearing a rock and roll. When you get like a rock and roll in the Thrill Seekers, it may not be easy. First of all, they don't even have an airport to come up here with each tobacco chewing geese up. We had to catch a plane to Charlotte, then we had to get a bus from Charlotte to here, then we had to get a horse and buggy to get up here where these geeks are. And let me tell you something. Rock and Roll Express, Thrill Seekers, Dirty White Boy, I don't care who you bring. We gonna get you. You saw what we did to them. If you're familiar with the beating, beating, we just did to that little redneck. You understand? We snatched him out the truck 
and we beat him in the head. Now, as a matter of fact, I think some of Red Divinity still stuck in this stick when we put that whooping on. Y'all got to deal with me, and I don't care how many of you tobacco chewing geeks get mad. You can't whoop me if you think you can. Whoever you want to get, put him in the ring, and I'll beat him like I own him. I'll beat him the way you used to beat our ancestors a long time ago. But you can't do that to me. If you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. The only thing we got in common is you didn't like Martin Luther King, and I didn't like him either. Because if you smacked him, he turned another cheek. But baby, if you smack New Jack or if you smack Mustafa, I'll beat you like I own you. I don't like none of these people up here. I'm going to tell you, sooner or later, we're going to get what we came up here for. Rock and roll, watch your back. Because, baby, you know, we don't fight for it. We ain't never fought for it. If I got to get to the parking lot, in the backyard, in the grocery store, at your mama's house, eating big feet ham, I'm going to get you. Sooner or later, you got to step in there. And these country tobacco chewing hard heads up here, they're going to see you do big works than you ever been beat before, and you can take that to the back, baby. All right, man, you heard it, and you got to hear it. Champions. But you know what? When we were the champions, I'm going to tell you what it got me. I bought a condo. I bought a $30,000 bet paid for. Ain't making no payments. Ain't paying no rent. You got to deal with the fact that I ain't like them good old boys from way back in the day. If you don't like me, like I said before, the hell with all of you. This is the flag that's flying now. That rebel flag don't mean jack. We burying everybody with this. When you see us, you see that. And if you look at it, look at it good. It's more black than it is white. So don't you ever think I'm a minority because baby doll is 95 and I'm the majority. And you can take that to the bank, you bunch of sweaty dogs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, certainly those comments are on New Jacks. I'm not a Smoky, ladies and gentlemen, here on Smoky Mountain Wrestling, here with the gangsters, as you can see. And, gentlemen, Mark's madness is upon us. Let me tell you something. I don't care who you put in the ring with the gangsters. You keep talking about who we won't get in the ring with. I ain't seen you bring no cameras lately to my neighborhood. You say I discriminate? I don't see you white folks coming to my neighborhood. When we won the belt, we went back. We went to where I grew up at, and all them black folks that ain't got the money to come to the matches, we was there. I didn't see none of you rednecks coming up there because you got better sense than that. You get Jim Cornette. I don't care who it is. I'm telling you, the flag gonna fly. I don't care about that rebel flag. This is the flag that's gonna bury everybody in Smoky Mountains. We gonna drop any and everybody, like it or not, what? You wanna see this video? We got a video, you guys, going back to your neighborhood. Let's take a look at it. <laughs> Man. This was amazing. <laughs> just just amazing. Um, watching, as I do this podcast, the, the New Jack promos, just the fright on the face of Bob Cottle. Bob Cottle has been doing wrestling going back to the 1960s, and the fright on his face 
just standing there holding the microphone for the gangsters. Just it was amazing in Smoky Mountain. And then Jim Ross, between gigs, when he was fired by the WWE, he spent some time working in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, as you just heard there. And uh, and just uh, amazing. It, it's one of these things with the audience where there's a decent crowd for Smoky Mountain. A lot of times it was sold out in the small arenas during its time, a thousand people, 1500 people, 2000 people for TV tapings. And the crowd is there and they're just seething. It's not a boo. It's not cheering what's happening. They're just watching in just like an amazement that this black man is just spouting off and just saying whatever the hell he wants to say because the crowd can't do anything about it unless they catch them outside of the arena. And there's stories about that, too, where, you know, the crowd would try to find the gangsters and just like, but in in these Smoky Mountains, it is amazing. And the video that they're showing uh, is just uh in some area, I'm not sure what what area. Maybe in somewhere in the south or someplace in the in the on the east coast. So I'm not sure where this is, but they're showing a video of just a group of people from what New Jack says from his neighborhood. A lot of them wearing t-shirts and just uh, cheering what the New Jack and Mustafa did winning the World Tag Team Championships or the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Championships. It's just amazing footage and an amazing time in the business uh, in the early to mid-90s. The promos are just uh, amazing. As you can hear, uh, Jim Ross, as I mentioned, spending time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, got a chance to speak in the ring at the Night of Legends for Smoky Mountain um, with... New Jack and the Gangsters. This is, I believe, in Knoxville, Tennessee, in front of a capacity crowd. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I love the, the on the bottom of the screen, as I'm looking at this video, like the, the reflections and the comments made by New Jack does not reflect this channel, this station. Those local channels, man, had wanted nothing to do with New Jack. They didn't mind putting it on, but they wanted to make sure they separated themselves from New Jack, anything that he would say in Smoky Mountain. Join us at this time is that in recent weeks, Smoky Mountain Wrestling has received a great deal of complaints from the great television stations that air the broadcast, from the wrestling fans, and even from the Knoxville chapter of the NAACP. I am here to advise you, as a representative of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, that from now on, all of your interviews will have a disclaimer. The television stations and Smoky Mountain Wrestling are not going to be responsible for what you're saying on your interviews. And if you go over the line, then you will be censored. I'm sure you have some statements regarding this situation. Let me tell you something. First of all, I'm going to give you redneck hillbilly the privilege of seeing me here. You understand? Now, it seems like... Every time you get one of us that want to be outspoken, you want to silence them. You silence Martin Luther King, you understand? You silence Mecca Everett, and now you even try to silence Hall. You took him off the air. But baby, I'm here, and I'm going to be here until I feel like I want to leave. And if you don't like me being here... Train to be a professional wrestler, get in this ring, and I'll beat you like I own you. I don't care nothing about these hillbillies not liking me. 
I don't care nothing about these hillbillies putting the censor on what I say and what I do. I've been censored all my life. So what do you think I care about these fools up here gonna try to do something to me? Let me tell you, and I'll tell the smoking mouth. Especially, I'm gonna send a message out to the NAACP. A bunch of trained Negroes, as you call them. You understand? Y'all got them? Where you want them? You got these Negroes from the NAACP in a cage. You tell them to jump, they say, well, ha ha, Master Jones, when new that, you don't tell how far to jump. Because I tell you to drop dead, you understand? I'm going to do what I want to do. NAACP, what they call them? National Association of Colored People. First of all, you know, you get them, they say, don't call a black man color. But then they going to sell out to y'all. I'm not selling out to y'all. If you don't like me, the hell with all of you. Because if you want to get something going with me, you ain't got to be trying to be a wrestler. Get your ass in here, and I'll beat you like I own you. Now, what you think about that? Well, I have one more question to ask you, and I'll do it with respect. Perhaps you'll answer me with respect. And these great fans here, what exactly is your objective here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Everywhere we ever went, we didn't beat people until we got tired of beating them. Then one day somebody said, well, we know somebody you hadn't beat yet. I said, who? I said, it can't be nobody from South Central L.A. because we whooped all them and them. I said, who? They said, the Rock and Roll Express. brothers that have been in jail for murder. I have been brothers that's done been in jail for molesting their own kids. I done been brothers that's done been in jail for stealing cars. The only thing the Rock and Roll Express has done, which I'll give them credit where it's due, they done beat Doom, they done beat the Steiners, they beat the Road Warriors, they done beat all the top dogs wrestling wrestling, but never have they been in a fight. You understand? True enough, they might be the wrestling, but a fight. I'm talking about an eye gouging, half pulling, teeth being knocked out, fight with no rules. They hadn't been in that yet. And until some rednecks get in here with me, I don't consider them top dogs because they got to survive this butt whooping that they gonna get from the gang. Like me or not, I don't care if you like me, cause I don't like none of y'all either. The ones of you that don't smell like tobacco spit, smell like coal. So hey, I'll say this from the bottom of my heart. Smoking Mountain fans, TV producers, the CP sellout, kiss my black ass. From Smoky Mountain Wrestling to ECW, ECW uh, ran by Paul Heyman, ECW's New Jack debut, it was crazy. Wow. Philadelphia.
that basically they're trespassing. This is nothing more than a cheap assault. Hell, this is a felony. This has nothing to do with professional sports, nothing to do with wrestling. This is a mugging down across Rock O' Rock. Grunge comes in to assist his partner, but he's cut off. Well, he had quite the career, New Jack, uh, in ECW. Um, not only that, but also going to other independents like XPW. If you go to YouTube, you'll find this. Look for New Jack versus Vic Grimes. This is talked about, I believe, in the documentary on Vice, but also the whole match, if you're interested, in this Tower of Doom. I mean, it is, it's a scaffold on top of a cage. It's top of another scaffold. On top. It's like I've never seen something quite like this uh but new jack against vic grimes xpw freefall 2002 that you look for on youtube i want you to take a look at this and then watch what happens now there is play-by-play but the play-by-play doesn't even describe exactly how new jack took it upon himself to throw vic grimes off of this this edifice this huge scaffold and cage combination that's the best way i can describe it you have to see it for yourself on youtube uh new jack happened to have a stun gun while he was on top of the scaffold as well if you notice the scaffolding not very sturdy chicken moving and waving in the air very very uncertain very very not steady. i know you are scared but get your hand off of my leg look at this oh, now yeah. big crimes oh no oh low blow from from new jack onto big crimes Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, big guy, oh stay god. away look, from the edge. Check out close Vic Grimes is to oh the yeah. edge indeed. Big move from the edge. Chick. What get is away. this? New Jack, once again going after Vic Grimes. Oh yeah, Vic. This fight. is nuts. Big fight back, Vic. Oh yeah, Vic, fight back. Don't let him do this to you, Vic. But it's New Jack. Big, oh yeah, big, do it for Mr. Robert Black, come on. Vamos. New Jack now. Chico, he has a weapon, what is that? Stun Chico, gun. Stun gun, Chico. Oh, it's a stun gun. Yes, it's a stun gun, Chico. It's a stun gun. Taser. Oh, Chico. Oh, look at this. Chico, that has, I know we are in XPW, but that is against the rules, Chico. That, he cannot do that. Chico, mira. Look at this, he's got an electric stun gun. 
and he's he's shocking the life out of Vic Grimes. Chico, that is not right. He's got that an electric right. facer shotgun. Chico, the stone gun, that is not right. Do you actually not be using that weapon? Oh no, 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 please no! Amazing. Off of a scaffold. And this is not the old NWA scaffold that was about 15 feet high. They were 30 feet in the air. And New Jack threw his opponent, Vic Grimes, off of the scaffold. I said a cage earlier, but it was just a scaffold. It was just so far up, I thought there was a cage underneath. No, it was a, just a scaffold. And Vic Grimes. My God. He threw Vic Grimes off that scaffold. Vic Grimes' neck hit the ropes and went down. And there was a whole lot of paramedics and police around Vic Grimes. But you have to see this for yourself. That was amazing. Amazing footage uh, for Nuke Jack to do that in 2002 to Vic Grimes. New Jack agrees to a rematch with Vic Grimes with even higher stakes. What Grimes doesn't know is that New Jack is out for revenge. Before the match, I went to a pawn shop and bought a stun gun. But yeah, I was there with New Jack, with New Jack and he told me he was going to do it before it happened to so. What did he want to have happen? He told me he was going to taste him in the room. He came up to me. I was ready to kill him. He said, I'm sorry. I said, you didn't even call me. I said, I'm over almost a year. I said, you didn't even call me to see how the f I was doing. This is the highest elevation of any match in the history of our sport. Bro, I mean, I was high. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was high So I just tased him. I tased the shit out of him. Tag, tag. I can't feel my legs. I said, you ain't gonna need them. Bums away. Vic was a foot from missing the ring completely, which would have killed him. I wanted him to hit the floor. I just didn't throw him hard enough. I was trying to throw his ass to the floor. So we don't piss Jack off, because the fight's never over until Jack says it's over. I can't believe he didn't, like, die. It's the luck of fools that this guy was not at least paralyzed. And I don't think Jack was particularly broken up about it. I climbed down off of the gavel. I went up to him, and he was, when he was laying in the ring, I told him, I said, now we even, you could you have gotten him for attempted murder? I don't know. I mean, I think throwing some off a scaffolding kind of is right on that line. Incredibly, Grimes' worst injury is a dislocated ankle. Once again, New Jack has pushed hardcore beyond its limits. But the demand for this kind of extreme action is only getting more intense. And now, he's having to compete against the new generation of hardcore wrestlers willing to give and receive disturbing levels of punishment. So it became a one-upsmanship and can you top this and got into a position where you had to go further and further to keep that position and then it became his calling card. 
do you think there was ever a match where you think you went too far? Well, I can name a few, but I'm saying probably Gypsy Joe. Oh, Lord. Hold on. I looked at how old he was, but then I forgot when we got in the ring. In 2003, New Jack faces off against 72-year-old journeyman Gypsy Joe, who promotes himself as a man impervious to pain. The problem is no one's bothered to tell New Jack. The promoter was thinking, oh, this is going to be the today's hardcore icon and the old pro from yesteryear that everybody knows is tougher than a $2 steak. So man, the show, Joe comes up. He said, just listen to me, kid. I can teach you a lot. I said, you talking to me? We didn't talk no more. I went to the ring. Joe comes to the ring. And Gypsy Joe, as per his gimmick, wasn't selling New Jack stuff because you really have to hit Joe to make him go down and register because he's so tough. So then I got to listen to these fans. Go home, near, near. And then I was pissed. I started beating Joe like he owed me money. I beat the shit out of him. Outside the ring, I got a bat. They had bought while I wrapped around him. Jack just said, this old man. I threw a roll of chairs on him, and they got louder. Go on, nigga, you nigga. And dude, the more they said it, the more pissed off I got. And I beat the shit out of a 100-year-old man. Which the match never should have happened in the first place. With New Jack's escalating violence comes a higher level of risk, and not just for those willing to take him on. Was New Jack, you think, a liability for promoters? I think some people look at him as a liability, but yes, some promoters would, yeah, absolutely. New Jack never made it to the WWE because they were never going to touch him because he was too controversial. They were afraid of lawsuits. They were afraid of bad publicity. They were afraid he was going to hurt somebody. With the mainstream appeal of hardcore now in decline, New Jack is resigned to working for much smaller outfits in the independent circuit. Gypsy Joe, <laughs> an aging, and not aging, an old timer, and New Jack just, if you see the video, just taking a baseball bat, barbed wire baseball bat to this independent hardcore wrestler. Well, this would be the best promo that he's ever had, best meaning controversial. You know, we're talking about the... Early to mid-90s, as I mentioned, this is someone that, again, you will never see again, especially in today's wrestling, today's television. But Bob Cottle doing the interview with the gangsters, the, the look on his face says it all. Here we are. We get our first opportunity to talk to them. The new tag team on the block of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Impressive they are, the gangsters. New Jack. Let me tell you something. 30 years ago, we would have been strung up. In somebody's tree, getting hung for beating two white boys the way we just did. But now, you might want to come out here and put some belts on us. But the only belt we're going to be wearing around here is a tag team belt. Let me tell you something. I don't like being up here. I was getting out of my car. I slipped and fell. It's a tobacco spit. And you know what I'm saying? Nothing but rednecks up here. Nothing but geeks up here. Nothing but coal miners up here. Chicken farmers, clansmen, 
up partner. You understand? I don't care who you line up in front of me. I'm going to show you how bad New Jack and Mustafa is. You want to talk about violence? Violence to you might be pushing by the figure four. Violence to me is taking a can of gas and pouring it on you and setting you on fire. Like me or not, I didn't come up here to be like. I came up here to get paid. And whoever you put in front of me, I'm going to drop yeah, you down. Yeah. I'd like to send a special yeah, yeah. shout out to my homeboy, OJ Simpson. Keep up the good work, baby. Two less, we got the word to go. You understand? Keep up the good work. Louis Farrakhan will be the next president. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, we know you're innocent. You called me last night. You understand? Get ready, smoking Mountain, because we're going to set this place on fire. Let's say, let's talk about Paulie. Paul Heyman. Mr. ECW. Mr. Have I ever lied to you? I got your back. I'm your best friend. This is the same motherfucker that took us to Canada and we did a pay-per-view. And on the way back, he said he got stopped at the border and they seized all the money. Because it was drug money, they thought. And we was now three months behind on getting paid. Paul Heyman. The same motherfucker that told me, Jack, go down to Georgia, train something on some charges I had, and I'll send you your check, and I'll get you out of jail. And I told him, I said, Paulie, if you don't do it within the next three days, I'm going to be in jail for a minute. And three days turned into nine weeks I sat in jail. And I returned to the arena, and that's when I became a fucking face. And I didn't even plan on doing it. It was never planned. I just came in the ring, and I cut a promo, and I said I missed the motherfuckers in ECW. And all of a sudden, they accepted me as a fucking face. For y'all that don't know, that's a good guy. Okay. The same motherfucker... That we went to Pensacola, Florida, and when Sam Man pulled his pants down in the ring, butt ass naked. And I know Rob got the fucking copy of that fucking tape, but he won't let nobody see it, because Paulie probably done bought it off of him or whatever the fuck, but I know he got a copy of it. God damn it, Sam Man pulled his nuts out in the ring, butt naked. And what happened? Nothing. Sam Man got sent home for a few weeks, and he got paid to sit at home and let it go away. Taz goes to Pittsburgh and gets a sexual assault charge on a bitch at a tanning booth. What happens? Paulie says, don't tell nobody what happened because Taz is one of my top guys. So they bought their way out of that. They paid the girl not to go to court and Taz walked away and everything was okay. Paul came. He told everybody in ECW that he was going to do a deal after we lost TV with, what was it, TN, TNN, yeah. TNN, right? He says, I'm going out to California and I'm going to do this deal and I ain't coming back until I have a new TV deal signed. But for those that didn't know, Pauline went out to fucking California to do that movie Rollerball. That's why he was in California. He didn't give a fuck about us. You know, he said, I'm the captain of the ship. I'm not going to go down unless, you know, I ain't going to let y'all go down unless I go down. I'm the captain. I go with the ship. And the whole time he was playing as some shit to do what he did. He jumped fucking ship. So you just heard a little bit of a shoot interview. If you go to YouTube, you can be able to see so many shoot interviews from the late Jerome Young speaking off the top of his head. 
Not sure if any if that is true or untrue, but he has a lot of um, shoot interviews that he's done. Check out YouTube to talk about his style of wrestling and his days in Smoky Mountain and ECW. Just heard his thoughts about Paul Heyman there. Pretty, pretty tough. Greensboro, North Carolina zone. Jerome Young, New Jack, passes away at the age of 58 because of a heart attack. There will never be another like New Jack. From his days in the USWA to North Georgia wrestling, Smoky Mountain, the ECW, and all the independents in between, and all of the controversy that follows him in a profession, in professional wrestling that's whitewashed and everyone seems to be the same. There's very few that are unique. Here's someone completely unique and completely different than what we've ever seen in wrestling. Rest in peace, Jerome. Great work by you over the years, entertaining us. God bless. I've deserved everything I've got. Ain't nobody gave me I dove off balconies, I dove off cliffs, I dove off two and three stories, and you know what? I still got up and I gave you what you wanted because why? I'm New Jack. They said, what happened to Mustafa? They said, who's your next partner? I don't care about no partner because I'm me. I do my thing. I get my done. You know what I'm saying? Because I am the original gangster. You know what I mean? I don't ask nobody for nothing. I don't beg nobody to do nothing for me because I will get mine without help from nobody. They said, New Jack, you've always been a menace. You've always been a problem. You've always gotten in trouble in ECW. And they said, why are you sitting there? I said, come I make money. I put asses in seats. That's why I'm there. You know what I mean? That's why New Jack is where he is. You know what I mean? Because I put asses in seats. And think about me. You know what I mean? They said, why don't you wrestle? I ain't got to wrestle. I get a garbage can, I throw in the ring, and I whoop your ass. That's all they want to see. That's what ECW was brought up on, violence. And that's what I give them, violence. You know what I mean? I go home, my old lady, carry me up the steps, carry me down the steps. I got to eat, she bring me food, I had to piss, she take me to the bathroom. Why? They said, why you put yourself through that? I said, because that's what I get paid for. And I don't feel bad about it. And I don't ask nobody to do nothing for me because I do what the f I want to do. You know what I mean? If you don't like what I do, turn the channel. Watch the fake But this is New Jack. And I'm going to give you what you want. If you me, I'm going to get you. Whether you want to call it a work or a shoot. If you get on me, I'm going to get on you back. If you want to work, we can work. If you want to shoot, I'll beat your ass. I'll whoop your ass. If you think you're going to come to me and beat me up, then cool. You beat me up. But I'll come back and get you. And I'll get you the way I know how to get people. I'll beat your ass. Whether I got to sneak you like I've done before, or whether I got to come at you like how you think is a man, whatever, I'll get you. <laughs>